0: Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Well, welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast. I'm truly honoured That you take time to be part of a community of leaders who are intentional and purposeful about their growth. It's really a great joy and honor to be able to add value to you, to your leadership and to your teams. Thank you so much for walking this journey with us as we reflect back on the year, as we bring in the plane for landing in the year 2020, which has been an amazing year. And we'll talk more to that in an upcoming episode where we'll be reflecting On the year 2020 and sharing lessons that this beautiful year has taught us. Look out as well for an exciting episode where we'll be doing reflection on the year, but not only reflection, but forecasting for 2021. Uh, It will be an episode which will help you with year end review, but over and above that, it will set you ahead for the year 2020. And thank you so much as well for being part of this community. We love the ratings that you give us, the comments that you give us, the feedback that we continuously get. It helps us do better. Our promise to you is to bring you quality content that will take your leadership to the next level. Please do go ahead, like, share uh, on social media platforms. And when we see it, we will possibly share it so that we can reach more leaders together. On today's podcast episode, I am really so excited to talk about something which I believe is extremely important for every leader. In today's podcast episode, we'll be looking at emotional stamina, emotional stamina. So in this episode, we'll be looking and breaking down as to what does it mean for a leader to have emotional stamina. We'll also be looking at it through the lens of emotional intelligence. Because oftentimes leadership is beyond head knowledge. It has a lot of heart involved. Leadership stems and flows from the heart. And if as a leader you don't take care of your heart, your feelings, your emotions, oftentimes this might work against what you do, which is more intellectual and cognitive in nature. And having or developing emotional stamina will set you apart as a leader. And the beautiful thing about emotional stamina, similar to emotional intelligence, is that leaders who have emotional stamina outperform those without it. Second to that, leaders with emotional stamina are able to upscale their leadership and have greater impact with those whom they lead. And the reason for this is because When it comes to relationship building, they are the same with everyone within their sphere of influence. People know what to expect from them. People know what they will get if they interact and engage with them. And the reason for that is because they don't allow their emotions or how they feel at a time to inform how they behave. Leaders with emotional stamina, which is embedded in emotional intelligence, are the same across the board. And I think this is key for us to really understand, podcast family, that uh, successful people never allow their feelings to inform their behavior. Because if as a leader, you're going to be driven by how you feel and that informs how you do things, the question would be then, what will you do on a day where you don't feel like doing what you need to do? which means what you need to do on that particular incident or in particular day will be compromised in terms of quality. Think with me for an example. If you go to a doctor, let's say a surgeon who needs to perform a specialized operation in your heart or on your heart rather. And today they just don't feel, they don't feel good for whatever reason. uh, Something happened in their personal space and they're coming into the theater with that backdrop of how they feel. Just imagine, would you be comfortable to lie on the bed knowing that uh, this surgeon is actually not feeling well today? So how they feel might affect the the procedure. Just think with me for a second. You wouldn't want that. You would expect the leader or the surgeon in this uh, example to rise above how they feel and ensure that the quality of work is based on the expertise that they have and the love that they have for the profession and the servitude where they will give their best to you. And this is where emotional stamina kicks in. And the beautiful thing about it is it can be learned and it can be developed. So in this episode, we're really just going to double click on how as a leader you need to develop emotional stamina. We'll look at the five components of self, uh, of emotional intelligence rather, which contribute towards a healthy stamina within the leadership of any individual who wants to be very intentional about how their emotions feed into all that they do. Maybe to tee it off, what is stamina? When you talk about stamina, it speaks of the strength and energy that allow you to sustain physical or mental effort for long periods of time. So as a leader, when you have emotional stamina, it means you've got the strength emotionally and the energy, which we will talk to, which will allow you to sustain your physical and mental effort. This will help you to sustain whatever projects you are embarking on. This will help you to ensure that whatever you are doing is sustainable. It's sustainable. And once you increase your stamina as a leader, it helps you endure discomfort or stress when doing whatever activity. One of the beautiful traits I think that the year 2020 unearthed within entrepreneurs and leaders in different sectors is emotional stamina. Because 2020 gave us every reason to be depressed, every reason uh, to want to give up, every reason to throw in the towel. But leaders who had emotional stamina, maybe uh, using a synonym for it in a different context, it would be the resilience is what caused people to keep going. Uh, It's what caused people to bounce back. It's what caused people to stretch to the challenge. Because leaders who have emotional stamina, they always stretch to the challenge but leaders who don't have emotional stamina shrink away from the challenge i remember jogging um a few a few days ago and as i was jogging i hadn't jogged in a while i had an injury that i was nursing on my knee uh, and i was just trying to work on my pace and just trying to figure out what's going on but from me not running and taking a jog as out would usually just for possibly, i think it was like two weeks or so my stamina automatically had reduced because I was no longer able to go at the pace that I usually go. I was not able to do the distance uh, that I usually would run if ever I was strong in terms of stamina. And this brought to me uh, where I began to ask myself, what are some of the causes of low stamina? And one of them I actually thought uh, is, is, is how if there's inconsistency in your routines as a leader, it causes you to have a low stamina. Inconsistency is very dangerous for a leader's diet. Let me practicalize it and bring it in context. As a leader, it's very important for you to ensure that when it comes to emotional stamina, you are consistent in your diet. You are consistent in in your learning, in continual improvement, in, in the content that you consume. Because once you begin to not be consistent in what you are consuming in that season or particular time or time space in your leadership, it will cause you, it will begin to affect your stamina and the pace that you were building over time. I think John C. Maxwell speaks of this, the process of growth, the law of process rather, as to how a leader is not born or made in a day, but they grow daily. So it is the daily consistency as a leader that helps you to ensure that your stamina is always on peak. Think with me, for example, with a cat that would have to drink milk and you bring the bowl of milk to the cat. The cat doesn't just take the milk and one gulp and the milk is all finished. But what it does, put the bowl in front of the cat, it begins to lick, 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 lick. And as it licks in that fashion... Sooner or later, the milk in the bowl is consumed. And this is the same when it comes to us building and developing our emotional stamina. It's not a one gulp where we just do it once and we're strong. But it's the consistent disciplines that we infuse into our daily functioning that cause us to build our stamina. The second cause of low stamina is having a low confidence. And I'll talk more to this because I think this is very key for us as leaders to ensure that we begin to build our self-confidence. Because the thing about confidence within leadership as well is that it's contagious. People beyond what you say, they catch how you feel. And oftentimes, if you're not confident in your leadership and one of the things that build leadership confidence is working on something, continually growing, growing it in private and ensuring that you are mastering the content, you are becoming an expert of whatever field you are in. That gives you a certain level of confidence so that when you are given room to perform, you give it your all. You're not surprised, not something you're just doing for the first time. So this is very, very key lastly maybe because there's really a lot of causes of low stamina let me maybe single out as well being in your feelings as i mentioned because as a leader if you're gonna be one who is caught up in how you feel as i mentioned earlier it will cause you not to give your best in whatever space so And again, feelings are good, feelings are important, and we will talk to that within self-awareness, understanding and being in touch with your feelings. But the question is, after you've identified those feelings, how do you begin to channel them? And one of the ways I believe you do this is having an emotional check-in. Time and time again, have a time where you check in with your feelings, i would encourage i would encourage you to possibly do this weekly do this daily depending on the dynamics around all the things that you do where you just check in where you check in with yourself and you're real with yourself how am i feeling why am i feeling this way what's causing me to think this kind of way What environment have I been in that has drained my energy, that has caused me to begin to apprehend and approach and feel this type of way? And once you begin to check in, you're able to see what is the source of how, because oftentimes feelings are linked to a belief system. And oftentimes your belief is linked to an expectation, not only an expectation, but uh, exposure to either information or to a person. So once you begin to tie that down, it helps you to be better positioned to troubleshoot. And this is very important as well, because if as a leader you're happy, but you don't know why you're happy, it's a bit dangerous for you. Because when you're a bit sad, you won't know why you're sad and you won't know how to fix Uh, your mood at that time and we'll also maybe double click on that so that we help you with practical tools and ways that will help you know why something works so that when it's broken you are able to fix it so to emotional intelligence now which will help you build and sustain your stamina which is the ability to continuously work towards your goals and things that you want to achieve. So when your emotional stamina has been developed and strong, you'll have the ability to continuously, consistently work towards goals. You'll be able to reach goals. You'll be able to set targets, deadlines, and be able to achieve the things that you've set out or in your heart to achieve. So Where does emotional intelligence fit in then for those who might be asking themselves? And I think there's really a fine line that uh, where emotional intelligence begins to filter or pour into your emotional stamina as a leader. For those who are familiar with emotional intelligence, it's a study, fascinating study by Daniel Goldman, I think around 1995, it's when he introduced this body of work, which is really amazing and super important for every leader to grow in being aware of their emotional intelligence. It has five components uh, which are at play, especially within emotional stamina and every other area of functioning. The first one is self-awareness. Second one, self-regulation. The third one, motivation. The fourth one, empathy. And the fifth one, social skills. So when we talk to social or self-awareness, this speaks of the ability to be able to recognize and understand your moods as a leader, as I mentioned. Being in touch with the moods that you have. Your emotions and drives as well as their effect on others. And this is a big one. Because as a leader, you can't afford to be moody. People need to know what's actually going on. Whether They must not have to guess. How's the weather today? Will we be able to reach him or her? Will you be able to communicate? Your moods need to be consistent as a leader. And one of the things that helps you with this is being self-aware. And self-awareness, the beautiful thing about self-awareness is that it becomes a mirror rather than a window. It helps, it reflects you rather than the next person. I'm reminded of the story of the lady who moved into a new neighborhood. And as she was peering through the window, looking at the neighbor's beautiful house, she was so disturbed and had a conversation with her husband as to, I wonder why our neighbor doesn't wash their curtains. They look so dirty, so dark. I just wish they would just watch them. They've got a beautiful house, beautiful yard, but the curtains, I'm really not sure what's going on. And she'd be so disturbed and the relationship didn't permit her to be able to go and have conversation with the neighbor. This one time she's out getting groceries from the store. And when she comes back to her amazement, she looks through the window and sees the curtains, uh coat and quote, unquote, uh white and bright and she's so excited sharing this with the husband guess what our neighbor has finally washed their curtains they are so beautiful so clean so bright and the husband gets to her and say, babe <laughs> funny enough I actually couldn't wait to tell you this when you actually went out I decided just to wipe the window that we used to look over uh the back of our yard and into the neighbor's house and that's what I did while you were away Only to find that all this time, the wife thought that it's the curtain that is dirty. Whereas it was actually the window in her house. Yep. (laughs) And this is where self-awareness comes in. It helps you see things clearer. Because when you are aware, and this is true because we don't see things as they are, but we see things as we are. So it helps you see things better because you are seeing them from a pure place, from a clean place, from a place that you've thought through. So what am I saying to us within self-awareness? Ensure that your window is clean. And part of you growing your self-awareness is developing your self-confidence, having a realistic self-assessment, being real with yourself, being real as to just be real, be real. And sometimes if you're not too sure, ask the people around you who have your best interest at heart to help you through this process. And towards the end with our application, we'll give you a practical tool, a few questions to ask yourself, which will help you to measure yourself within self-awareness and how best you can go about improving it. The second uh, component is self-regulation. Self-regulation has to do with the ability to control or redirect disruptive impulses and moods. Uh, Maybe uh, to that as well, it would speak to self-discipline. And I think this is key within growing emotional stamina. Because for one to have stamina, they need to be disciplined. They need to be willing to do the right thing even when they don't feel like it. I'm actually drawn to a quote by Stephen Gaze, the author of Many Habits where he says, when you're starting a new goal, you'll be excited and highly motivated to start strong. But the more consistent your progress, the lower your general motivation is likely to be over time. This is because of habits. The secret of super athletes isn't that they're super motivated. The thing that really sets the elite apart is how they're able to train when they're bored out of their minds or tired. Their routines and schedules keep them in top shape. Super athletes don't let their training schedule depend on their current motivation level. And that's why they succeed. And I think this is very important for us to understand within self-regulation. That we don't do things because we feel like it or because it's conducive, but because we are disciplined, we are committed to the cause. We're able to have the ability, the propensity to suspend judgment, to think before acting, to tell ourselves long term, how is what I'm doing now feeding into the bigger scheme of things and into the bigger picture? And this is where you are loyal and trust with, where you can depend on yourself, where you lead a life of integrity. So we spoke about self-awareness, which is a key component within growing your emotional stamina. We spoke a bit about self-regulation. Let's look at now motivation, because I think this is also going to be very, very key for us when we develop our emotional stamina. It's very important for you to understand your why. What is the motive behind what you are doing? What is the end goal? Why are you really doing it? Why do you want to be a better leader? Why do you want to commit to achieving or reaching the goal? Because your why is very key. Uh, uh, Oftentimes, why, in fact, my father taught me this, why becomes the spice that sets your decision-making apart. So in South Africa, we've got different franchises that we have which serve amazing chicken. We've got Nandes, we've got KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, we've got Chicken Licken, which is known for its spicy wings. And it's the same chicken, Uh, chicken is the same, but what gives us a different taste is the spice. Uh, you, you can get the same chicken, but it tastes differently. And oftentimes you'll go to a specific store or a specific franchise simply because you long or you crave that particular taste. And I think this is key also within leadership because our why becomes that spice that sets us apart in our lane where you might be doing the same thing uh, with a competitive business that's doing the same thing in your industry. But your reason, your why, your purpose, will set you apart and will cause people to want to work with you rather than work with the next person because your why is defined. And your why or your motivation needs to come from a deep place where you work and you have passion to work for reasons that go beyond money. Or status. And I think this is very important because sometimes money doesn't come when you need it most, or sometimes money is delayed. And if you're doing it only for money, it's easy for you to give up when money is not coming in at the rate you'd have it or want it to come. So, what is your motivation? It needs to be a reason that is beyond money or status. Because sometimes there's really no status when you're working behind the scenes, working in the trenches, working when people are not seeing. And oftentimes, I love this because. What you do in secret, it's just a matter of time before publicly it's acknowledged. But if you rush the public platform without putting in the time and due diligence in private and in secret, whatever it is that you build publicly when attacked and if it doesn't have a strong base might crumble. So what is your motivation? What is this drive that you have? What is it that you want to do that is beyond you but wants and will add value to others? So the first component, self-awareness, secondly, self-regulation, thirdly, motivation, then fourthly, empathy. And empathy, this is a big one for us as leaders, because in terms of empathy, because I think there's also a thin line between being empathetic and being sympathetic with someone. Empathy has to do with the ability to understand the emotional makeup of other people being able to understand in as much as you understand yourself, but you're also able to understand what is the makeup of other people. I love a recent teaching um, that John C. Maxwell did on expectations, where he broke down the three dimensions of expectations, where he spoke about firstly, expectations we have of ourselves, secondly, expectations we have of others, and then thirdly, expectations others have of us. And I think oftentimes we get stuck on expectations we have of others and overlook the fact that others also have expectations of us. And this is key because once you've understood yourself and you are clear with what you expect from yourself, you're in touch with yourself, you are more self-aware as a leader. You are then able to move towards being empathetic with the next person. As I mentioned earlier, that we see things as we are. So if our lens is clear, it will be easier for us to look over to the next person and know what they need and see how best we can help them, where we understand them, where we have a skill in treating people according to their emotional reactions. Because you might say something to someone and they might receive it right, but say some, same thing to someone else, but not be able to receive it at that level. So this is where your empathy kicks in and oftentimes as leaders we tend to thread carefully when it comes to empathy because sometimes we get too empathetic that we rob people of growth we keep them in their comfort zone but the thing about empathy as well is that empathy says i love you too much to leave you in the state where you're in in as much as i'm putting myself in your shoes but when i'm empathetic with you i'm able to say man your shoes are too small they need to grow now your foot is growing we need to get you bigger shoes Or your shoes are a bit stinky. We might need to wash them. Uh, Stinky referring to attitude possibly. When we're able to share with empathy with someone that I get the fact that uh, you've got shoes, it's work but I think it's also your attitude that you might need to check that will help you have better relationships. Because how you show up is really not the way. It's really not the one. You ought to show up better. We know you do have the expertise, you do have the knowledge, but let's work on how you show up. And this is where as a leader you come through and you become empathetic with the next person to see how best you can help them. And then lastly, uh, it's Social skills, social skills. And I think this is also a big one as leaders to know as to socially, how do we relate? How do we relate with other people? This is where you're able to manage relationships and build networks. Uh, I always say this um, within the backdrop of relationships as to how there's really no need to build a tower to get to the top. All you need to do is just build relationships. And I think within social skills, because your relationships around you create the atmosphere that you have. I think it's Andy Stanley who speaks of how the relationships and associations you have inform the quality and direction of your life. And this is true as well when it comes to emotional stamina. The relationships you have around you can either drain you or refresh and nourish you. So it's very important for you to be aware of the relationships that you have. I often, when teaching learners and students in different contexts, when speaking to relationships, uh, encourage them to have three different types or levels of relationships. Firstly, relationships that are above you. People that you learn from. These are mentors. These are people who are more successful than you. These are role models. These are people who you aspire to become. People whom when you look at you like, I just wish I can just be able to do what they do. Relationships that pull you higher. Relationships that cause you to think better. Relationships that challenge you to grow. Then secondly, relationships that are at your level. These are your peers, people that you are growing with. People whom you can compare and share notes with. Uh, And then lastly, relationships that are below you or under beneath you rather. So these are people that you are pouring into because as a leader, the question you always need to ask yourself is, what is it that I'm doing for others? What is it that I'm doing to add value to others? In as much as I've got these three different relationships because the relationship above me is pouring into my well. And as it's pouring into me, I'm able to take it, digest it, uh, process it, be able to share it with those within my space, my peers, grow with them, but also be able to cascade it down to those who are beneath uh, or below me, those who are mentoring, those who want and aspire to get to where I am. Maybe a practical example that I usually use within school context. For example, if you are an A student or you're not an A student, let's say you are a 60, uh, 60s, uh, you get 60% around about your average. So 60 is a good mark. Uh, it's above average, but you need to have three different relationships. So you've got your peers whom you're getting 60, 59, 58, 55, 65, Close to 70, but here you are, you're comparing notes. Uh, oh man, how, I, how did you do? Oh, we did well. Okay, I need to do that. I missed this question, this formula, et cetera, et cetera. But then when you've got the relationship above you, these are the A students. These are the distinctions. These are the 90 and above. These are the ones that when you take your 60 and you get to them, you're like, shucks, there's actually quite a huge gap. What can I do to improve and get to where they are? How can I grow? And these pull you uh, to a higher level of learning and actually show you that there's actually more that you can learn. There's actually more that you can do as a leader. And then you've got those beneath you who are like 30, 40, who are like, I just wish I can just, get average i can i just wish i can just get 50 i just wish and you're able to empower them from your learning as well as from those who are above you and the beautiful thing about this is that having the right relationships opens up a world of learning for you encouragement and accountability when you are in the right relationships you're able to learn and grow and be enlarged and be encouraged So what am I saying to us uh, within this beautiful podcast episode? As leaders, let's work at developing our emotional stamina. And part of how we do this practically is growing and developing our emotional intelligence. Be more self-aware, be intentional, have a true evaluation of yourself. And the importance of this is you are with yourself more than you are with anyone else in the world. So if you are not real and genuine with yourself, it's going to be hard for you because you will find yourself having to role play because you don't know who you are. So grow in knowing who you are. Secondly, self-regulation, have discipline, be able to suspend certain things and do away with instant gratification, keep the goal, form habits that are moving you forward, where you do things even though you don't feel like doing it. Part of how I do this practically is daily trying to do at least 20 push-ups, 30 sit-ups, and then going for a jog or skipping. Sometimes, I do I always feel like doing it? Definitely no. There are days where I just feel like I just don't want to. But because I'm working my self-regulation and self-discipline I do it because once I can train myself to do things even though I don't want it I have more tenacity even within my emotional well-being and stamina even when it comes to me doing away with certain moods and feelings that I'm experiencing instead of suppressing them but being able to bring them to the fore and being able to dissect dissect them uh, and channel them to the right direction and show sure, again That as a leader, you answer the question of your motivation, the why you do what you do. Empathy, being able to be empathetic with those whom you lead, understanding where they are and as best as you can, moving them to where they need to go. And again, in as much as you try to move them, you really can't change the next person. Change is personal. People need to own it. And then lastly, social skills, the relationships that you have. As I bring in our plane for landing on this beautiful episode, it is very important for you within your emotional stamina, as I mentioned earlier on the causes of uh, low stamina, you need to have energy centers. You need to begin to ask yourself when your stamina is getting low, what are some of the What are some of the things that are causing my emotional stamina to be low? But also, what are some of the things I can do that can pick my emotions up, that can help me just reboot? What is my charging port? Where can I just plug and play and be able to grow and feel better and do better? identify, maybe let me give you three practical things to do. Sometimes it can even be a song or certain music that you listen to. And once you're in the zone and you listen to that song, it Brings your mood up. It gives you better energy. Uh, And once you've identified that, have a list of that so that you know if I want to boost my emotional stamina, this music is what I pump up. Uh, Oftentimes I do this when doing public speaking before diving into the audience and having to speak. I play songs that I know will begin to get me into the zone so that I'm more confident and I'm able to deliver with a better mood and better energy. So ask yourself what music. Secondly, what people, what are some of, who are some of the people who I know when I talk to, they just reinvigorate and ignite the fire, the passion the drive within me. People that don't train me, but people that I know after I talk to them, I'm refreshed. I'm enlarged. I want to do more. People who are larger and bigger than life. People who will pull you and remind you, you're destined for this. We're doing this. we Go for it. You you can do this. People who will enlarge you. People who will put you at a better platform than you might be. Thirdly places that you might have to go to. What are the places that I can visit where I know if I can just go to this environment, this atmosphere here is really gonna be so conducive for me and enable me to do more and just to feel better. It can be a library for those who are bookworms, can be a restaurant for those who love a beautiful ambiance, beautiful music, can be a coffee shop, can be a park. It can be uh, an airport, whatever it is. Uh, Just identify that place so that whenever there's a need for you to lift your emotions, you are able to go to that place and tap into it and be able to ensure that you are your emotional stamina is rebuilt. Application. This self-assessment is going to help you begin to identify where you are towards where you are going. Take a minute and think about your own character. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the strongest, rate yourself in the following areas and answer these questions that will help you to grow and develop your emotional stamina. The first question is, first area is self-discipline. This is the ability to do what is right even when you don't feel like it. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate yourself. When it comes to self-discipline, are you able to do what is right even though you don't feel like it? And then put your rating down there. Secondly, core values. What are some of the principles that you live by that enable you to take a moral stand? On a scale of 1 to 10, rate yourself. Thirdly, your sense of identity. Do you have a realistic self-image which is based on your gifts and personality? On a scale of 1 to 10, rate yourself. Then lastly, emotional security. Do you have the capacity to be emotionally stable and consistent as a leader? Rate yourself again on one to ten. And once you've done this, begin to write a paragraph one, two, three sentences for each of these four areas as to why did you give yourself the score that you did. And this will set you on the path towards becoming more emotionally aware and more emotionally intelligent and having emotional stamina. As we finish this year strong, I encourage you to develop your emotional stamina. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast episode. Thank you so much for being so faithful and just being with us and growing with us. And we trust that this content is adding value to you. I encourage you to head over to our website to download the episode notes, which will help you with the application. And I encourage you to share it with teams and spread the word. Look out, as I mentioned earlier on, for our upcoming episodes, which will set you ahead for the year 2021. We also have an amazing announcement coming up of a product offering that will help aid your consistent, intentional growth in the year 2021. Till we meet again, continue to take your lead and change the world one individual at a time. Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.nzwandilemakakula.com. And if you're a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.